Unless you want to, it's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 429 now of the Ron and Don Show, and heck yeah, we are, we are live from the Let's Swap Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about the fact that if you go on a date today, you have to be ready for new things like nose rings, uh, lots of tattoos... Also, and I'm talking about men dating women. Uh, also, there seems to be a resurgence of goth makeup. And then I'm just wondering when shower shoes, now that they call them slides, I'm, I'm wondering when, when, when they added that to like a formal nightgown. Because it seems that the old Adidas slide is, is now the shoe to be wearing across America and across Europe. I can't wait so, to talk about this. Yeah, so I want to talk about that. Also, uh, this is interesting. I went to the Kenny Chesney show the other night, along with the rest of Seattle, Tacoma, Fife, and Fremont. I have a lot to say about that show, some of the people I ran into, some of the things that I saw, and I can't wait to tell you about it. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I think this is this is really interesting. Uh, Kate McKinnon, after 11 years, decided to leave Saturday Night Live. And it's really interesting when you think about what Saturday Night Live became for a lot of people. It was a springboard uh, for someone like Adam Sandler, right? He had a very successful career on Saturday Night Live. And then, boom, it, it just it elevated him into a lot of rom-coms and some other things that he was able to write and direct. And because of that... His he, new movie, Hustle, on, on Netflix is actually very good i heard that it was yeah, good i watched that the other night it's, it's what 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 is, what is what is hustle about well hustle he plays a this microphone's messed up okay he, he uh he plays a basketball scout for the nba uh-huh. and he's in search of the the next big man that's going to change the league so he's traveling around the world till he stumbles across, across this guy it's kind of the rocky story or he's the looking for journey. the next old school patrick ewing right? yeah so yeah. He's, he finds a kid in europe um, it's the, the, the journey has the tale of, of how he tries to get this kid to the NBA, but it's not yuck, yuck comedy anymore. Like he's really transitioned into a more mature actor, you know, starting with punch drunk love, uh, which was a more serious role. Then he did uncut gems, which got incredible reviews and now hustle where he's, he's pretty much playing the straight man and his wow. wife is queen Latifah in the movie. Uh, they have a, a teenage daughter. Like it's, it's a really it's it's a very good movie, very good role. Um, it's an inspiring story. Like you really get invested in these characters, and you you don't see him as Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you see him as as a guy that is a little bit older, a little bit more vulnerable. So I, I would recommend it. I thought it was a fine, it was a good movie, yeah. especially if you like basketball. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Then you talk to someone like Billy Crystal, and he'll just say, or even Robert Downey Jr. They were on that show for a year never really got on the show. They tried to do some writing, and they said, you know what, this sketch live comedy is just not for me. And then they were able to find another avenue, another way. Yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig and like lots of stars that came out of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so anyway, Kate McKinnon, she is leaving. And I think this is something that's really interesting that I kind of wanted to talk with Ron about. 
they she was she was asked in an interview. I think she was on a, a daytime talk show. And they asked her about her reason for living. And she said, she said, you know, I gave it a decade of my life. Uh, when you are doing that much writing, that much preparing, a lot of times the things you write and prepare don't make the show. And, and, and then you have to go and perform this show. And right after you're done performing this show, you have to start writing and preparing for the next show. Uh, and there it's, she said it's thrilling. And at the same time, it, 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 it's just sucks everything out of you. So after 11 years, she's walking away. And then they asked her, they said, will you continue to watch Saturday night live? And like, for instance, I've heard some of the other players that were on there, like Bill Murray, for instance, he'll talk about Saturday night live. He watches it. He loves it. He's very complimentary of a lot of the other actors that have been on there. Uh, someone like Chevy Chase is a complete ass, you know what, about it. He doesn't watch it, but he will tell you how terrible everybody is. Nobody's funny. Uh, I don't know what the, what the matter. I, I He's love a very him bitter and, guy. I just love him in Christmas Vacation. But 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 since then, for some reason, and I don't know if it's mental illness or what it is, uh, he's, he has become so bitter. This is what's interesting to me, though. She, she, she said she didn't want to watch it. She still loves everyone and, and its family. But she needs to disconnect from it. And when when we left Terrestrial Radio, uh, and even today at one of my homes that I'm building in Magnolia, uh, and, and turning into a luxury Airbnb, I was pouring the driveway there. And when the guys that were pouring the driveway found out that I was Don of the Ron and Don, because one of the guys on the on the crew had recognized me, the, the first question was, uh, when are you going back? I bet you miss it. Do you listen to Cairo all the time? Do you listen to that radio station? And and I just, without answering that question the way that I answered it today, because I know, Ron, you get the same question, let, let's finally just answer it. So I'm going to ask you, uh, do you miss it? Do you listen to it? Are you bitter about it? Do I miss it? The thing I do miss, um, which would probably be different now, the one thing I miss are the people. And so the example I always give is like, so let's say I did watch this movie with Adam Sandler. I, I loved going, being able to go to work the next day and, and, and be able to talk to a national award-winning film critic in Tom Tangney. And we could have a great conversation about a movie. If uh, I just watched the Seahawks play, I could go into work. And if I happened to run into former NFL quarterback Brock Heward, I could have a conversation about NFL football that I couldn't get anywhere else. Uh, if I went to a restaurant, I could talk to Rachel Bell, who is a uh, James Beard award-winning food journalist. Uh, if there's something going on in the Middle East, you might go over to Dave Ross's desk and you, you get my point. That You were around... A, a group of people talking to John Curley was always fun. Talking to Dory Monson, he had an interesting take on, on a lot of different issues. So you were surrounded by people that had really high levels of expertise in a lot of different areas, and they were right there, and, and they were your friends, they were your coworkers, and, and you could talk to them about it. So that's the thing that I miss. Do I listen? I have not listened to one minute of Cairo since we left. 
And it got to the point even where just out uh, uh, to, to keep my streak going, there was a sporting event that I wanted to listen to a Seahawks game one time. And I was getting in my car and I was like, oh, I got to go to this thing. It's a relatively close game. I want to hear how it goes. I knew that the broadcast was on that frequency. So what I did is I opened up my phone to the NFL network app and I was able to stream it on my phone through NFL.com just so I wouldn't have to listen to that. And so I have not listened to one second one minute of that radio station uh, on purpose. Like if I'm in an, in someone in, a, in an environment that I can't control and it was on, like I, I don't count that. So is that a is it is why is it a trigger? Are you bitter? Um, it, it's not a bitterness. It's just sort of like, um, I put in my hours there. You know, like I, I put in enough hours to last a lifetime. Uh, on the radio, so I don't. I tend to not listen to radio now. It was the same way that, like, I, no, hang on though. To go out of your way, like it's like if the game's on, and and I and I'm just trying to learn. I'm not. I'm not making any kind of statement here. I'm just trying to learn from you. Uh, if game's on, like, I'm, like you don't. You I, want, I like being able to want, say I've not listened to one minute of that station since we left. I think the so, way. So there's bitterness in that for you. It's not bitter. I, it's, I haven't listened to one minute. I haven't listened to one minute because you, I think you the, like saying it. Why do you like saying it? Because the way and go back to episode one, if you want to hear this, the way they went about ending our career on that station, I thought was completely classic. Hang on, they didn't end your career. You could be on the radio anywhere in America yeah, today. I, you know, you know what I'm saying. They did the, not end your career. The you, way the way that gig ended. I thought it was classless, and I thought it was ruthless in a way that was unwarranted. And so but, but I don't want to patronize. But all the people, that, all the people that did that are gone, right? I, I don't want to patronize that station anymore. Okay. So um, that's just, and, and I don't think of myself as bitter. I just think of my, and you know how I like. I, I'm the same way with, it. like, I don't talk to my ex-wife. I don't have any ill will towards her. I just there's no upside in me in engaging in that in that relationship anymore. Yeah. Um, I typically, if I've dated someone, I don't circle back around. Like I, I've gotten better with this over the years, mm -hmm. but by and large, it's sort of like, unless there's a good, you know what? I'm going to take that one back. Cause I do have friends now that I've dated before. So I think I've matured in that area, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, the way we were treated and, and uh, I feel like I, I just don't need it. It's not in my life anymore. I, I gave a lot of years to that company and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I mean, so that's interesting that you say that. Cause my, and, and I don't think your action is wrong or right. It's just, it's interesting to me. And thanks for being honest about that. Uh, for me, like I don't, I don't miss it at all. And I don't miss any of the people I, I don't like, like they were my workmates. It was fine. I'm not bitter at anyone, but I just, I got to the point where I didn't like going there every day. I just didn't. It was a station uh, that became so political, so politicized, uh, and 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 it 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 changed, and it was very different. And it didn't change with the times, right? So now, a lot of these radio stations they suffer, and they have to cut a lot of their talent because they can't afford it. And the only way that they can get people to listen is to carry live broadcast. Uh, as far as live news events or re really live sports events like the Mariners and University of Washington, so on and so forth. And then you even see some signals like KJR just went over the FM dial. They completely gave up 93.3 and just went, we're just going to run sports talk over here because it's the only station in format right now. Even though the audience for sports is very small, they're very loyal 
and it's the only way that we can make money right now. So for me, I anytime I drive by that station and and for my son's summer camps, I was thinking about the other day. I am I am so relieved when I drive by to not have to pull into that station, to not get the death threats that we got, to not deal with the security issues that they had, to not deal with the Mormon church that owns that radio station. Uh, to to not have to deal with any of it. At the same time, if I want to listen to a Mariner game and they they own ESPN, uh, which is no longer ESPN because they can't they couldn't afford the rights, so they had to give them up. So I think they just call themselves Seattle Sports now. Uh, heck yeah, I'll turn on the the Mariners are on a fourteen game run. So I've been on this bandwagon all year, or at least for the last fourteen games. We'll see what happens on the other side of the All Star break. But but I, I don't feel like I'm patronizing. I just. I just I want to check out the game and it's on the radio or if the Seahawks are playing and they're on Cairo, I'll listen to that. So and, and, and as far as the people that replaced us, people are always like, hey, I know that you brought John Curley to the station. How do you feel about him replacing you there? And it's like, I feel great about that. I, 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 I think I, I, I look back and I, I think he was, he's probably a really great replacement for me and the person that I was on the radio. So so. Everybody there, I'm not going to sit here and say I love everyone because I don't, I don't talk to anyone. And, and nobody there really has reached it. Maybe Mike Salk did, and we've, we've gone running a few times. But there's not a lot of people there that have reached out to me. I haven't reached out to a lot of folks. But I'm not bitter. I'm not mad. I'm, not, I'm just over it. Like that, that was a part of my life. And I am freaking – like I love doing this podcast. I love doing real estate. And I have to be honest – my number one, I love being a dad. It is my favorite thing in the world. And being away from the radio station has allowed me to really flourish into the father that I want to be and to spend the time with my son that I want to spend. Uh, and, and the only thing I regret is that I didn't have more kids when, it, when I was younger because I, I love it. I love it. And I'm not perfect at it, but I'm into it. I'm leaning into it and and – and trying to get better at it every day. So I, I was I, I was just thinking about her because I I understand why she wouldn't want to sit down and 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 sit there and watch clips of her old job. You probably just want to take some time to say, you know what? I just I need some time to just to to be away for that for a while. So I'll give you the final I, sec. No, I totally agree with that. I, I um I listened to an interview with Bill Hader a while back, and he basically said that schedule gave me anxiety, and it's great to not be under the in that pressure cooker anymore and in a lot of ways doing day-to-day radio four hours a day like we did it it was a pressure cooker and so i I don't miss i I don't miss those things as well um i guess my final thing is one one i don't know if i miss it but part of me misses it you and i when when it was all going and maybe there was a breaking news event or something you know a big moment or a great guest or something that was really all coming together. We were very good at it, operating at a high level. There is kind of a similar vibe to like being in a band or being in a play or hmm. performing at a high level. Part of I, I miss that from time to time of like, I, I think that we are uh, good performers. And so that performance element, when you know that it's live, you're on the high wire, like there is a little bit of that adrenaline thing of of th- that I do miss. Yeah. Speaking of performing, I went to the Kenny Chesney show, and wow, I hadn't seen him in twenty years. <laughs> he is fifty four years old. I am fifty five years old. 
We were the two oldest men at Lumen Field. I'm going to tell you about it on the other side. Attorney Ann Fitzpatrick needed to move to Tacoma for family reasons and turned to Ron and Don for help. The market was tight, but Ann spotted what could be the perfect house. It was Thanksgiving Day, though, so she emailed the guys and told them, hey, don't worry about it until tomorrow. And of course, they ignored what I said about don't work on Thanksgiving. And we immediately got in with an inspector the very next morning, uh, you know, immediately started strategizing. Ron and Don told them there'd be plenty of competition and a fierce bidding war. So instead of waiting, they came up with a strategy to put on the full court press and make an early offer to convince the seller to go with Anne. We actually managed to scoop up this house before anybody else had a chance. So if you're looking to buy in such a tight market anywhere around the sound, you need a team on your side with deep expertise, creativity, and tireless dedication to their clients 24-7, even on holidays. And it all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to The Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to The Ron and Don Show. We're going to talk about the Kenny Chesney Show in a moment. Before we do that, though, if you need to get in touch with us, hey, you guys, it's been time to sell, and it's still a great time to sell, but also what we're seeing right now, it's a very, very good time to buy. Yeah, if you need to reach out to us and you want us to be uh, your partner in a real estate journey, whether it's selling or buying, uh, give me an email, ron at ronanddon.com. That's ron at ronanddon.com. You can find more info at ronanddonsitdown.com, and uh, we will partner with you and get this thing done. Yeah. Hey, how long ago did we work in, in Grand Rapids? I think that was back in 2003, right? So 2003, uh, 13. About then, yeah. 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 So it's been like a couple decades since I've seen Kenny Chesney. Did you go to Kenny Chesney with me in in Grand Rapids? Did you go to that show? I don't remember. I may have, but I went to his last show at the football stadium here maybe four years ago. Anyway, it's the first time I saw him a couple decades ago. uh, And he had just become Entertainer of the Year. He had a very young artist open up for him by the name of Dirks Bentley. He had a guy stop by by the name of Kid Rock from Detroit. Another guy stopped by by the name of Uncle Cracker, who since then got a little bit of trouble. And boy, did he put on an incredible show. And the thing that I loved about the show is here we are in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it seemed like everybody had a cowboy hat, everybody had a pair of boots, and boy, was it a lot of fun. And at a Kenny Chesney show, it's more like a music festival, and people will go, and they start. If, if you've ever been tailgating, and Ron and I used to work for the Raiders, uh, and one of the things that we would do as sideline reporters is we would go out in the parking lot and we would interview some of the fans and the Black Hole Gang and everything else. And Raider Nation knows how to tailgate. And I'm telling you, the Kenny uh, Kenny Chesney, uh, they call themselves the No Shoes Nation because uh, he likes to sing sometimes without his cowboy boots on, just in his shoes, uh, which is interesting because he's only five foot five. So you take your boots off. Wow, what happens there? But nonetheless, the No Shoes Nation, they know how to party. And I remember in Grand Rapids seeing a couple guys that were, uh, and this was an indoor venue, that had kind of bloodied themselves because they really got got after it. And and over the years, he has had to send warning shots out to the people that come early to this festival uh, to not get so cranked up that once you come inside the stadium, Uh, They have to arrest you and send you home. So I thought it was very interesting. I haven't been to a big outdoor event 
because of COVID. And I certainly haven't been to a big music event. And it was, I, everybody that was working at that, that event had a mask on. And then everybody, nobody, nobody, there was nobody else that had a mask on. And I have to tell you this, because I know that COVID right now, in fact, I was talking to my friend Jack, who's one of our clients, works at Starbucks. And he said they're having a hard time right now keeping their doors open because so many people in the store now have COVID again. Uh, the president right now has COVID. It seems like everybody has another round of COVID. And, and, and so I thought about that a little bit and going to the show. But I do have to say, and being at this show and looking around, because those masks can be triggering after a while. And to see people there, and maybe it's the wrong thing. Uh, but to not have mask on, to see this this mass of humanity, which I'm going to bet most of the people there are just like me. They probably haven't been to a big store, sporting event. They probably haven't been to a big musical event. And everybody was so nice. Everybody was so kind. Everybody was so fun. And and then he does something that's really smart for a 54 year old man. He has he has 30 number one hits that he can that he can perform at a show. And when I looked around and I first got there, I said, why are there – he's 54. He hasn't been the entertainer of the year since 2008. And how is he getting so many young people to show up to these shows? Well, what he does is he goes out and gets very young, hip, cool, very talented acts. So Carly Pierce, she was there. Dan and Shay, they were there. Old Dominion, they were there. And then what those groups do is they go out in the community like the night before and even the night before the night before – and they do free shows. So like Old Dominion was, was down, I believe, in Pioneer Square doing a show down there, a free show inviting people to come because they it, it, they needed to sell some more tickets to fill up the stadium. So so they'll do that just to let people know that, hey, we're in town. Come see us tomorrow night. And, and, and then these bands come out and they perform for four hours, all these other bands before he even comes out and headlines. And I mean, they're, these bands work their uh, off. The days of drinking a beer and doing a shot. And all, I mean, they are up there working. And then when he comes out, there is nothing like it in the way that his band plays, in the way that the crowd sings along. And he really is, I think, the kind of the Jimmy Buffett uh, of, of this generation, of this generation right here. And, 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 He's so smart because he comes out, he puts on a 12 jersey, right? When he's in Kansas City, you look online, he has on a Chiefs jersey, he loves football. Uh, he just knows how to entertain a stadium. And I had so much fun with a bunch of people I didn't even know. It was something that I didn't realize I really needed in my own life, was just to sit in a mass of humanity and look around and not see masks and to forget about COVID, which maybe we shouldn't be forgetting about COVID, and just to sit there, enjoy, and sing. And even though I haven't had a beer in Mexico for a long time, to sit there and, and sing about having another beer in Mexico, which, 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 which is one of his great songs. And then sometimes I'm blown away by the fact you're just like, when is he going to run out of hits? And he doesn't, and he doesn't, and he doesn't, and he doesn't. You know those other bands that sometimes they start playing, they they have to play the same song they start with that is the same song they have to play at the encore because they, they they just don't have enough hits. So I'm glad you brought up Jimmy Buffett because that's what I was thinking of. He he learned a lot from Jimmy Buffett probably right? 20 years ago yeah. where he said, I if I can make this into a lifestyle brand the way Jimmy Buffett did, Jimmy mm. Buffett parlayed basically one song, Margaritaville. Yeah. into a restaurant chain. I think he has a tequila 
for margaritas. He has a cruise that he does. Like yeah. he created a lifestyle brand clothing the, with the parrot heads. And so Jimmy yeah. Buffett and, and Kenny Chesney did a song together. It's probably been 20 years huh. ago now where they, he guested on each other's music. That's, that's right. And I think he talked to him and learned, he's like, Oh, if I can make this into a grateful dead, Jimmy Buffett, traveling circus Mm -hmm. where people have ownership and they have buy-in to the to the message and he created a message in country music that was really on the outside looking in when when he came up and talked about you know no shirt no shoes no service and going to mexico and all of these things no no problem like uh that was not in vogue at the time Hmm. like if you think back it, it was the toby keith like Ford F one fifty songs, and it was Brooks and Dunn doing Boot Scoot and Boogie. It, it was it was Shania Twain. It was a lot of acts that were sort of Nashville staples. They were not singing about the subject material that Kenny Chesney was, and he had some crossover hits. Created like really leaned into and embraced. I won't say it's an it's an outsider persona, but it's an outside of Nashville persona of like, hey, we're gonna come to your town. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we're the fun, we're, I'm, I'm the fun guy. Yeah. I'm the go to Mexico on your boat guy. He is. I, I'm the, I'm the guy where you're going to have tan on, on the tops of your feet guy yeah. and come to this thing, engage in it. And you're right. He always has had great opening acts. Uh, he's able to fill out stadiums across America. And he, it's it, it, the last time I went, which was, I think four years ago or so, uh, but at the same exact football stadium, same thing, great openers. Uh, really good attitude in, with the band. Similar, he, he's kind of like a, a Dave Matthews too. It's it's you're 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 if you identify with him, you're in the tribe. Yeah. He's created a tribe. Of what's what's really interesting, and and we can leave it here. A lot of these artists early on in their careers, and I think of Tim McGraw. Uh, all the songs that that he was singing about drinking or Kenny Chesney having another beer in Mexico. Those guys are really doing that. And one of the reasons they've been able to stay on the road for so long, and in fact, Tim McGraw a number of years ago uh, toured with Kenny Chesney, is Tim McGraw just got to the point where he said, you know what, I can't come out here and perform the way that I need to perform with the expectation that the audience has on me and keep drinking. I just can't do it. And he said that it used to be he could not go out on stage without having a couple shots of whiskey and a beer. He, j- he just couldn't do it because he had stage fright. So he had to go and sit down and go through some some therapy. And and, and Tim McGraw had to figure out, I, I wonder how I'm going to be able to go on stage. So what he started doing with his band is they all decided in a pack, when, when we're traveling, we're not going to drink. He doesn't drink anymore. He said, but when we're traveling, we're not going to drink. And those times before and after the gig, when we used to drink, before the gig, they'll go and they'll ride bikes. And then after the gig, sometimes they, they have their own gym that they travel with. And they'll do, they, they have a fitness uh, trainer there. And, and Tim McGraw and the band, they'll all do CrossFit. Uh, Kenny Chesney does a very similar thing. And Kenny Chesney, who's been on the road the last 20 years, he's toured 18 of those. Two of the years he missed because of, of COVID. So he tours every year and he starts in the in the early spring and then and then he just goes around the country all the way into into the fall. That was the same thing Stevie Ray Vaughan did. Like, Is that right? His first probably fifteen years, he never performed sober. Yeah. And when oh. you watch some of those old tapes, you're like, how is this guy playing? Right loaded because it's genius yeah and he was very nervous he talked about playing uh, carnegie hall 
yeah. uh, sober and he mm. did some Jimi Hendrix songs and it was, he was like, I was terrified. Uh, and then once he got going, he was, he was going. Yeah. It's funny. You, and, and going back to Kenny, I know that I, I think he does a similar thing and has a similar routine. He's on the road, but you're singing about having another beer in Mexico. And I love what he says. He says, you know, a lot of these songs, he sings a lot about football and, and country and mama and hometown. And he said, a lot of these songs have meant a lot to me, but I've had to let them go and become really, in essence, what they mean to other people. And he says, I realize that when I'm performing the song, it's not just about my perspective. It's about everyone's perspective in the stadium. And I try to tap into that. And you can feel that at every single show. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, Ron and Don here with Mitch.loans. You can go there and get a loan and still save half a percent on the value of your loan. Mitch, interest rates have gone up and then they've gone up again. What does that mean for people buying a house? They have gone up and they're supposed to keep going up. So what it means is jump now, lock in that rate, and be happy that you did when rates get up to six, six and a half percent in a couple months here. Wow. Is that where, is that where they're going? Six, six and a half? That's where they're going. That's what everyone's saying, and, uh, and we believe them, because the Fed's going to keep hiking rates, and we're going to keep hiking rates to go along with them. All right, so how, 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 does, how does a lock-in work when you say locking in? How, what, what, what does that mean? So when you lock in your rate, it means that you have gotten an accepted offer on a home, and at that day, you get to choose your loan terms, you get a percent down, and you lock in an interest rate, which means for the life of your loan, you have that rate. It's not going to change. So even though it's still could be going up before you actually close on that property you're locked in you're locked into that you're locked in for life all right go to mitch.loans right now if you're thinking about buying a house he has a special program for ron and don nation listeners where you can get one half a percent of the value of your loan he can tell you all about those terms go to mitch.loans right now all right you guys uh welcome back to the ron and don show and for all the guys out there if you're heading back out in the dating pool and i've been dipping my toe in that from time to time uh sometimes i just want to be a dad and a dog owner and build homes and be a great real estate agent and a broadcaster here on this podcast and uh one thing that i learned through therapy sometimes you feel like another person completes you right that's what that's what uh we heard in the the jerry mcguire in the tom cruise movie you complete me and i don't think anyone completes you i think yeah i think they might compliment you but i don't know if they can complete you and I was always looking for someone to uh, complete me. So I, I've, I've, I've really taken some time to try to uh, work on myself. And something my therapist told me, which is great, and I've shared this before. She said, you know, you, you keep trying to build this family. You have a family. It's you and your son and Charlie. And I've really taken that to heart. Uh, and not just the way I think, but hopefully in the way uh, that I act. Anyway, I have to say, if, if you're going to tap your toe out in the dating pool, it's a little different than it used to be, dog. Uh, number one, uh, and I see this from women of all ages, uh, armpit hair is back. Uh, and, Ron, I want to get your thoughts on armpit hair. I just read a big article on this. And on armpit hair being back? Yeah, and the, the lead picture was Julia Roberts, you know, waving at someone with armpit hair. Okay. So I um, did not grow up with that. <laughs> and so it does it does get my attention when I see it. I realize that intellectually that means Ron hates it. I, I realize intellectually that I shouldn't care. 
but it, it is not something that I'm seek out or I'm used to. Yeah. But like, I, I get the whole premise of why it's become a thing. Uh, why has it become a thing? Hey, people, it's another area where women are saying, Hey, this is my body. It's my choice. Um, I don't want to, you know, have to feel like I need to modify something that's natural yeah. in order to fit into these beauty standards. So that, that's a legitimate critique and and I get it. And um, so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely gets my attention though. What about you when you see it? Well, for me, it's function. Like people ask me all the time, why do you shave your legs? And one of the reasons I shave my legs when I used to ride my bike a lot and I'm back riding my bike a lot. If, it's not if you crash, it's when you crash and you always go down and when you get road rash and you get pebbles embedded in your your legs or arms or whatever it is, it's not fun pulling those pebbles out. And then you have a bunch of hair mixed in there. It's very, very painful. It's very painful. So for me, though, like I shaved my chest in some other places, that's because when I go when I go running, like when we're, we're done here, I'm going to take Charlie for a run. And if you have hair around your nipples, you have hair in your armpit, whatever that is, and you go on like a five, six-mile run over the course of a week – uh, it's one of the reasons why you see people get nipple tape and do some other things. It's just, it, it's, it's just, it's not fashion, it's function. So that's the reason why I shave a lot of parts of my body. And, and if a girl has armpit hair, I'm okay with that. As long as she doesn't have back hair, I draw a line, <laughs> I draw a line at back hair. I don't want to have back hair and I don't want you having back hair when I reach back there. So nobody, nobody, the only one that can have back hair in my family is Charlie the dog. All right. So, so no back hair. What about this? You're starting to see a lot of uh, nose rings. And, and I don't mean in the side of the nose. I mean, in both, they, they're, they're in both, they're hanging off of both, both, both nostrils, right? Uh, what, what is your, what is your feeling on? We're seeing lots more piercings. I used to make fun of thigh tattoos in New Mexico, and I thought it was just an Albuquerque thing. I remember a number of years ago going, why are all these women have thigh tattoos? They're so behind the times. Little did I know, Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I went to high school and grew up, they were ahead of the times because now everybody has a thigh tattoo. I think, like, I'm used to piercings. Um, I, like, sometimes it gets too much for me just personally where it just seems like it's in the way. Yeah. Like the in the way of what? Like tongue studs, like eating tongue. What a, a stud through a tongue? Oh, uh, I don't know if you ever seen that before. Eating like uh, people that have those. Like, how do you eat? How do you keep it clean? Like that just seems oh. odd to me. So you don't think it's sexy? You're just I don't think it's sexy. Yeah, like the a little uh, nose ring thing doesn't bother me, but the like the the circle. Yeah. that you would have on on like a cow yeah. that's hanging down there. Lots it just that. seems uncomfortable. Yeah, like it. I don't. I don't. I, I love get all. It. I love all of it. I think it's all great. I love it. I think it's sensational. I see uh, some women who I would never expect to wear goth makeup and all. The only thing about goth makeup is because women can do it so well now, and you can learn to do makeup on YouTube. You you have to admit sometimes when the makeup comes off, you're like, who is that? There's some pretty big transformations with makeup these days. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Even 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 like on some of these dating sites, you'll see someone that's trans and you're like, "Oh my god, I cannot." Like to me, it looks like a beautiful woman and I'm just like I I it blows my mind about how how attractive they are. It just it, it blows my mind. So, with that said, I love it all except for this. I love it all except for this. Uh I, I went on a date a number of weeks ago and uh, uh, the date that I, that, and, and it wasn't, it was just like, Hey, let's meet for coffee. And then, uh, and then she showed up 
and it where we were meeting for it was kind of you know it was in the evening and 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 I thought we would we would we would we would dress better than I do like when I'm out on some some maybe my real estate realtor clothes just dress up a little bit. She looked very nice, but but then I looked down and and to my huge disappointment, she she had on shower shoes, and so we like flip flops. We had, you know what shower shoes are? They're, and, and now they call them slides, like Adidas slides. So they're 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 they. You know what you know what slides are? Yeah, like a mule. Like a no rubber. no 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 no. Like a shower shoe. You don't I, have shower shoes. I don't have shower shoes. Do you know what shower shoes are? I think so. Like a rubber shoe, like a plastic shoe. Yeah, you when you played football, you would get out of the shower, or you would go into the shower, and you'd have your shower shoes on, right? So. Uh, so I still wear shower shoes, for instance, when I'm done running, I'll put, cause my feet expand. So I want to, I want them to breathe a little bit. So I'll, I'll put shower shoes on. I, I read an article the other day. It said that the shower shoe is, is now the hottest shoe in the world and they're bedazzling the shoe. They're doing all kinds of stuff with the shoe, but it's like the number, like every company out there right now in the same way, a number of years ago, they, they were trying to sell all these ugly Crocs to us. Which which worked and we're buying the orange way all kinds of stuff and 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 now it's the shower shoe and, and in fact if you see some of my friends so, well some of my son's friends like in middle school you you see kids getting out of high school they 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 they, don't, they have no problem with the sock and the sandal they're doing the sock the sandal they got the sock and not the not the flip flop but you have the sock and the sa- shower shoe you're seeing lots of this and the, and then and then. The sock and the Tiva, right? Ooh. The sock and the Tiva. And 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 if you're a 60-year-old man wearing a sock, you're supposed to. When you're 60, you're supposed to have a sock and a Tiva on. But it is pretty alarming when you see a 16-year-old kid going, sock and Tiva. So nonetheless, I like all the trends. But I will... I. And I know this is horrible. I can never date this person again because of the the, the shower you've, shoe fiasco. You've had a thing with that for our whole lives, so yeah. I'll give you a pass. Yeah. Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by the Ron and Don Show. We sure do appreciate it. Uh, if you need to get in touch with us, Ron, how do they do it? Yeah, you can email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com, or uh, you can go to the website, ronanddonsitdown.com. Let's be a part of your real estate journey. We have a strategy that's going to work for you. Yeah. All right, you guys. Don't forget, if you want to get signed up for the newsletter, ronadonsitdown.com. You want to get in touch with me, you can write me, Don, at ronadon.com. And don't forget, if you want to get this radio show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, it'll drop automatically. All you got to do is say, hey, it's one of my favorites on the podcast player of your choice. And then it drops. Our thanks to Les Schwab today for sponsoring today's show. Also, Mitch at Mitch.loans. Yeah, you can get a loan and one half percent of your loan value. You can get back uh, just by saying you're in the Ron and Don Nation. Mitch.loans. Yeah. Thanks for letting us be your realtors, your broadcasters, and your friends. We'll see you next time. Keep your head up and your shoulders back. Next episode, 430, will be here before you know it. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Ollie! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.